0: Hi, I'm Taku and I've spent over 10 years telling my stories to thousands of kids across Australia. Now, I'm making my first kids' TV show, but here's the thing. I don't have a lot of money. I've never made TV before. Please explain. And I've never even been to film school. Yeah, I know. It sounds ridiculous, but that's why I'm doing this podcast. You'll hear how I'm working with the best in the business, how I'm finding the money, and all the -the behind-the-scenes stuff no one tells you about. This is Two Words with Taku. Let's learn this making TV thing together. Money, 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 ain't it funny? No, actually, it's not funny it's not funny in fact maybe that intro isn't funny either uh okay so this is the episode we're going to talk about cash money funds resources finances all the stuff that if you are an artist or a writer or someone creative you're probably squirming right now like oh god here we go because yes that used to be me So on this journey to try and make TV, to try and break into the industry, to try and make good work, I faced the reality of, okay, I'm going to need money to A, support myself so I can still breathe, eat and just stay alive and then B, have money to make the stuff I want to make really, really well and in this episode I really want to focus on how I've approached money and the truth is I've had a fear of money for a long time in terms of um, being afraid to really commit to um, jumping uh, and, and really oh gosh you see I can't even listen to me I'm even trying to work out how, how do I talk about this stuff okay maybe I should split it up into two things so I'll start with the money to survive, what I realized was if I wanted to be able to do this work properly, so commit to writing and and having the time to do the research, to really form my production company, to learn about the screen industry, I needed to give it my all. And I had spent so much time working full-time in construction, in engineering, all these other things that I studied, so my backgrounds in architecture. But I always felt like I was giving half my brain to that and then half my brain to my creative projects and when I drove across from uh, Perth to Melbourne I did get a job in an engineering company because I knew I needed some decent money to survive but also I needed then to kind of get my bearings of the city and just kind of suss out what's happening and then the idea was always to jump so the idea was always to save up enough money so that I could quit my job and then just focus full-time on what I was doing but the more I was looking around at um you know, what's involved in getting people together, how much writers cost. And, you know, before I talked about working with John and and all of that, I, I wanted to honor his time and his talent. And so I asked him for quotes. And because I was part of the Writers Guild as well, they tell you how much you should um, pay pay people for brainstorming and how much you know people should be paid for research and writing scripts all of this stuff so I had numbers in my brain and I was saving 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 so I was able to manage that but then you know it's one thing to be working full time saving and having the money to do your creative stuff but I needed the brain space to then write and that's when I decided okay I'm gonna need to raise money to support myself for a year and (laughs) I've tried crowdfunding in the past and had some pretty you know yeah pretty okay results with that but when I started thinking about how do other startups or how do other businesses support themselves they either get funding from the government or from other you know organizations or they get funding from friends and family and I have spent the last I don't know maybe three to five years talking about all my ideas and I have heaps of friends in Perth and I thought to myself you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna fly back from Melbourne to Perth I'm gonna get all my really close friends in a room and I'm gonna just pitch to them I'm gonna pitch to my friends and family and I'm gonna try and raise a hundred thousand dollars because that'll be enough money for me to you know survive but also to start putting money towards making my stuff and I was telling one of my business mentors this idea and I was so fired up and terrified because, gosh, who wants to stand up on a stage and ask people for money? That's quite daunting. But I just had this fire now where I realized, no, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to do something that I have never done before if I want to make this stuff work. And then this mentor, they blew me away and they said, oh, okay, well, I can chip in half of that. I'm happy to invest half of that in your production company because I believe in you. And I went, huh, what? Yeah. So you hear about it all the time. If you listen to the startup or business podcast or if, if you hear the stories of Silicon Valley and how people start their companies, all the companies we work with, you know, the Googles, the Facebooks, they, they talk about having investors. And that's something that was so foreign to me. I've never had an investor before. I've never, I, I didn't know how that worked. And it scared me. But this, this opportunity changed everything because it meant that I suddenly had to be accountable for someone else's money. And I also had to now try and um, grow my company in a way that was going to give back to this person. And then also I had to set up structures that meant that I was now financially um, Responsible. It's one thing when you're working for yourself and you're kind of making things ad hoc, and you know you take a bit of from your savings here, and maybe oh you got fifty bucks here, and you kind of wing things, and you kind of you're making stuff, and it's working, it's good. But for the vision that I had, that I'm going to have a production company that can make things, um, you know, that are world class, that I'm going to be working with, you know, really good people who've done good things, that I'm going to be paying people correctly. I realized that I really need needed to change how i managed my finances from a from a business point of view So the first thing that I did, in fact, no, the first thing that they did, they went and they spoke to their accountant and their accountant was like, oh, really, you want to invest in this person? Oh, okay. Uh, What's their plan? And luckily, I already had a business plan. But now having a proper investment um, investor made me crack at it and I tidied that business plan up. I made sure it was very clear what I wanted to do with my production company and my ideas who I was going to work with, what, what my one to two year plan was, what I was going to do with their money. It, it was so, so good because all of a sudden it just cracks the whip. It just made me go, oh, okay, so now you're talking the talk. Now you've got to walk the walk because somebody is actually putting their money and, and believing in you. Uh, so that was the first thing that I did. I really tidied up my business plan. Then I went and I sought business advice. So the state governments around Australia, they have different business enterprise centers and they're government run organizations that actually give you free business advice. And you just have to sign up for them and look, I don't have the links of or the names offhand, but I use them quite a bit in WA in Western Australia. So that was the Small Business Development Corporation. They were amazing. So that was for all my other businesses, the public speaking and the writing and all of that stuff. They were so good in um, in helping me speak to people and get professional advice and just guidance about how to run my businesses. And then when I was here in Victoria, I looked of this production company um, I I went to the state version of that as well I'm so sorry I should look it up I'll put it in the link um, in the links below in the episode but I went there and I researched the advisors that they had and I found someone who was able to talk to me about my business idea and just to listen and and I think one thing I want to encourage if you are an artist or someone who's creative or someone who doesn't feel comfortable talking business plans and money and all of that stuff is to just have perspective about what your bigger picture or what your bigger goal was. And that was the only thing that drove me forward. The fact is I wanted to set up a company where I can be able to work in the company, pay myself and pay the people that I'm collaborating with, but also a company that is Solid, You know, a company that is financially stable, a company that has a business model that is sustainable. And all of that stuff seems so scary to me because I'm going, oh, I just want to make a kid's TV show. What? What does all this other stuff have to do with it? But that's the infrastructure I needed to set up to be able to support the creative stuff that I'm trying to do. So then I had the business plan, I had the business advisor, and now I felt like, okay, now I'm having this conversation around making this solid. And I remember when I sent my business plan to my investor's accountant, it felt so good because that was the first business plan in all my years that I'd ever written where I was confident in it and I believed in it and I wanted to do the right thing and I wanted to just make it work. So I felt so good sending that over. And then the last thing was I found myself a really good accountant. I've got a writing mentor who mentors me, um, around books because I'm working on a book at the moment and I asked them who's your accountant who handles your money and they told me and then I just ended up going to meet this accountant and I was just so honest with them and said hey this is my situation this is the vision for what I'm trying to do and and what I said was if I'm going to work in tv I know that I need a lot of money to make things work but I also need to set myself up and my business up in a way that can help it grow and they helped me and then the most important thing that they did was they organized training for me in Xero and that's what this episode is about essentially Xero is an online accounting software that I use at the moment to handle all my finances in terms of paying contractors, paying myself, um, purchasing things, and it's a software that then my accountant can access and we can communicate together through the software. Now, I've used Zero for a couple of years actually, but I feel like now is when I'm really getting a sense of how it works and how it's helping me. And the reason why I wanted to do this episode was because I think if you can get confident handling your finances and the money that you're getting into your business, doesn't even matter if it's TV related or not, then you don't feel so afraid to then go and seek investment. So whether that's from family or friends or from... Um, people who want to support you but also the most important thing is a lot of TV stuff gets funding from government agencies or broadcasters and things like that so you also need to set yourself up in a way that you can handle any of that money that's going to come through and later on in the show you'll hear how I got development funding and then I used that and how I had to be accountable for that and how I had to account for it invoicing all of that stuff but for now I thought why not talk to someone who works at zero so for this episode I've invited Amanda Newton onto the show and I'll read her bio as well Amanda Newton is the Head of Community at Zero for Australia, and she works closely alongside lots of bookkeepers and accountants on a daily basis to create, foster, and nurture safe and engaging spaces for these partners to meaningfully connect in addition to serving as a liaison for Zero's accountant and bookkeeping partners, Amanda is a passionate advocate for the accounting industry. She's presented lots of conferences and events, and she maintains an active voice on social media. And in 2018, Amanda was featured in the top 50 women in accounting in Australia. So that's pretty impressive. So this lady knows her numbers, she knows accounting, and we pretty much talk about money, especially talking about people's fear of Money. So here is Amanda Newton. You're the head of community at Zero for Australia. Can you tell us what a typical workday looks like for you?
1: Oh wow! So typical workday for me. Um, in, unfortunately, I'm in Melbourne, so it's usually quite a hectic commute. Mm -hmm. Um, but once uh, the benefit of working with zero is I can access all my tools, all my, um, all the software I require to do my role is accessible on my mobile phone and my computer. It's all cloud based. So the benefit is, is whilst I'm on my hectic commute in, I'm usually checking my emails. We run a, um, software in here called Slack, which is our instant messaging tool. I'm kind of updating that. I look after our wonderful community of bookkeepers and accountants on Facebook. So, checking in on that, maybe posting a good morning message or something to uh, you know engage and inspire our community with. Um, and then I'm in lots of meetings and I sit near a window, so spend some time thinking and strategizing and uh, connecting with my colleagues. Uh, but yeah, most of my day is um, wonderfully consumed by engaging with our bookkeepers and accountants right across Australia.
0: Amazing, and I actually saw on the website that 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 was your role and that there is a huge community of accountants and bookkeepers and accounting peoples, like a whole tribe of them. and absolutely, so it's a wonderful tribe. and it's about three and a half thousand active Whoa. participants
1: um and what uh, i'm I'm there just to help facilitate those peer-to-peer connections. so it's not uh, we say it's not our community it's to their community and mm-hmm. we create the space and maybe, you know, inject a few topics of conversation. We're there to make sure it's a safe place for people to share. So we moderate it. We make sure there's some boundaries around what's being said and how people are participating. But I, you know, I'm not uh, over the joy I get from seeing uh, our bookkeepers and our accountants connecting with each other, problem-solving together, celebrating each other's successes. It's a really wonderful dynamic space for people with like-minded approach to what they're doing to be able to share and travel in their journeys together
0: the way you describe it it sounds like a very um, you know warm community lots of um, sharing and I think there's a lot of fear around approaching accountants and you know will they understand especially like creative people and things like that mm-hmm. so what, what do you think are misconceptions about um, accountants in general
1: Oh, well, look, like, um, the you know, the good old gag used to be the butt of jokes of poor accountants and those in the accounting profession uh, that we'd be the most boring people at a barbecue, um, oh. but that's definitely not the case. So, <laughs> what uh, what we've seen, so I've been in the industry for uh, about 15 years, and what I've seen over the time is that there's been a lot of development happening and changes happening in our industry. So mm-hmm. you know, with the emergence of software like Zero. And what it's done is it's sparked some real innovation within the within that industry. So what we're seeing is that real entrepreneurial spirit that exists is now really being um, being promoted and encouraged and thriving within that accounting profession on its own. So Mm -hmm. most of the people I'm connecting with are small business owners themselves and they're looking at new and innovative ways not only to run their businesses but Mm -hmm. to help their businesses. And there is a sense of excitement that this change is bringing about. Of course, there's a little bit of trepidation. Change is always a bit of a challenge and that's why the community is such an important part of how we do what we do here because it means that those little niggling fears or those little concerns or those times when it's not um, the way that you, know, you, you anticipated. Um, we've got that support structure in amongst other people journeying with you, so we really spend a lot of time with those case studies and helping people recognise how other people are changing <coughs> in their industry, mm-hmm. um, which I think is given a great deal of hope to accountants and bookkeepers about their industry and how things are changing. So. Right now, I think that the the right accountants and bookkeepers are a really inspiring bunch of people.
0: Oh, it sounds pretty good. Um, I like how you have a really bright energy about talking about them. And part of doing this podcast is to try and um, help people not be afraid of money, not be afraid of getting help around money. And so I wanted to ask, first, let's go back. Uh, What's the difference between an accountant and a bookkeeper?
1: Yeah, so um, they are going to help you with different aspects of your business. So a bookkeeper is tremendously good with processes and systems and helping you be organized and on top of what you're doing um, and they often are closer to your daily activities. Whereas an accountant um, is often in this, yeah you know, there's differences uh, amongst both. Be, you know, there'll be uh, those that are in either or that are, uh, bucking the trend, but as a whole, usually an accountant um, will more often be a tax accountant with small businesses, so they'll take care of your compliance opportunities. And s- uh, sometimes an accountant will be the person who's looking forward in terms of taking all the great work that a bookkeeper has done in terms of making sure your numbers reflect what's actually happening, that you're paying people correctly, that you're on top of your daily operational needs. An accountant is the person that will help work with those numbers to then forecast out you know, the success that you're having, the strategic things that you could be doing in your business, the tax plans that you might want to put in place and how you're managing your money. Mm -hmm. Um, Both have a really important role and sometimes a small business will engage with an accountant and a bookkeeper at different times during their journey but ultimately as you grow and you develop, there's a desire and a need and a value in having both as part of your core team to help your business succeed.
0: Okay, um, and I guess if I think about the listeners, they're probably likely to be more um, creative people or artists. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I wanted to find out what is your advice for someone who might be, let's say, they're a writer and they want help managing their finances. You know, how do they know if they go find a bookkeeper or if they need an mm. accountant? And then where do they sure. find them? If you if you can talk through that process, yeah,
1: absolutely. So, um, some you know, in those situations where you're a writer, um, you often will be what we call a micro business, where you might might be just you and you're invoicing out for maybe different situations and collecting money and maybe you're paying a contractor to assist with your work. Um, but you're often a smaller enterprise to begin with.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so you know, that's where you know, zero is great in terms of being lots of online education that you can help to inform yourself about how you're using the systems. Um, but when it comes to that first step of who do I look for to help me you know, to, to develop and grow and get that professional input, um, we have an advisor directory. Um, A zero advisor directory, so that's a great place to start. So that's where you would go, and you would look both based on a region. You would have a look at who's in your area, who do you want to work with, check out their websites. Uh, What I'd also recommend is that it's often all about relationships. So bookkeepers and accountants should have the same, you know, reasonably consistent level of experience and. A reasonably consistent level of what you can expect, but what above that you're looking for someone that you can work with, mm-hmm. that'll help, you know, that you'll connect with, that you'll be able to have a relationship with, because these people are going to be really important, your trusted advisors, they're the people you're going to look to to help you, guide you, with what is probably, you know, your your baby, yeah. um, and particularly taking that next step too, and asking about their experience in the creative space, so. Often what happens is that a bookkeeper or an accountant, some will be generalists, they'll work with all sorts of different industries but some will have built up expertise working with lots of creative people and that's an advantage because then they know maybe how other things have been done, they've got some specific experience about how incomes treated in your area, how to best maximise deduction, mm-hmm. you know, they can what the right structures are, all those sorts of things, they're often a little bit more familiar with what's going on in your industry. So that's a real nugget if you can find someone who's dealing specifically with creative people.
0: In fact, as you say that, I think about how I found my accountant was through um, asking another writer friend who they yeah. work with and you're so right about relationships as well and, um, I think in the past when I've uh, gone to accountants or um, people who've helped me with my tax, there's there's been a lot of fear. So, first of all, of the accountant Ooh. person and then of the tax office behind them. Whereas yes. um, going through this particular accountant firm that I'm working with, I just went in and I was honest. I was honest it was it felt so uncomfortable how honest yeah. I was finally being with my finances and going right this is what I have this is what I want to do yep. where I yep. want to go and and they've just been so kind and generous and patient with me um, even in terms of zero uh, which is why we're doing this is that I said to them I've been using zero by myself for this long I know it has all these other capabilities in terms of communicating with someone else you know what do I do and they then organized You know, for me to get training in zero, which was so it was honestly i i came out of that meeting dancing i was going oh my oh. gosh i know what to you know reconciling yeah. is i actually understand what i'm doing when i do this and and so i feel we feel li- empowered exactly it feels so yeah. much more empowered uh, and so that's why i really want to try and encourage more people to try and take more control of their finances and even if they don't use zero but kind of really um get that empowerment back because then it just changes how you talk about about your projects or your art or your work everything
1: 100 percent. so it's really important to be informed about what's going on with your numbers so you know sometimes it's more you know it's more comfortable and it's a false comfort to sort of put your head in the sand and not really think about it and and if things aren't going as well as you'd like them to be, you do have to face that reality because you can't make any changes if you don't really understand where your starting point is. You can't build and you know you can't build on sand, you've got to build on rock and that rock comes from you understanding specifically you know, what your circumstances are and creating that foundation that you can then grow and thrive with your business. And Doing that with a trusted advisor is usually the first right step because you might think that it's great, or you might think it's not great, but they're going to be able to give you that point of reference as to how to understand your circumstances and then how to get where you want to go. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, we talk about you know, do what you do best. So you know, creative people are great at being creative. That's what it's what you do. That's what earns you the income. You want to leave your accountant and your bookkeeper to do what they do best which is managing your numbers and you'll get great value out of them doing their best job so that you can go out and do your best job and that information is really important as to how to make sure you're charging the right thing for the activities that you're doing. How do you make sure you're spending the right money in the right way and just those little tweaks that can make a world of difference to what your effort is being rewarded for.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree with that. And coming back to this, um, you know, the prototype of the creative person or artist who needs Mm. a bookkeeper or an accountant. What about those who say they can't afford it? Because, you know, the arts as it is, it's, you know, competitive industry. Cash flow is, you know, pretty, (laughs) it's pretty tricky. Mm -hmm. What, Mm -hmm. what do you say to people who say that they can't afford to have someone look after their money or give them financial Mm -hmm. advice?
1: Yeah, so I think, um, see, you, everybody. For a small business, you've got some annual tax obligations, so there's something you do need to do. Yeah. Uh, so whilst you're doing that process, that's usually the right step to at least engage with someone to do that in a way that it adds a little bit of value. So that would certainly be the first step. Don't just don't just have a a simple transaction to take care of your tax. Work with someone who can you know, meet that need, but also give you a little bit extra. Um and the bookkeeper, again, if it's for training, that might just be the starting point. And then as you grow and you develop, it is something that should be put into your budget so that you can then focus on what you're doing. Because it is a it's often a time exchange. Yeah. yeah. You will be spending a bit of time and obviously tools like Xero greatly reduce the amount of time that you're spending, but the bookkeeper does help make sure it's right um and does help you uh, make sure that you then can understand what your numbers are saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're starting small, there's a lot of things available online, a lot of training online, a lot of things that you can get access to. So starting with the right tool like Zero, and then it's a pathway, it's a journey. So as you develop up, then you can add these additional professional advisors to your team and usually the right people on your
0: team deliver the value that it's worth. Oh, so good. So good. Thank you. <laughs>
1: um,
0: <laughs> I was going to ask you, it's, it sounds like a random question, but I feel like maybe lots of people think it. Is the tax office as scary as it seems?
1: Uh, so the tax, if you're doing all the right things, then you shouldn't have any concern with the tax office.
0: Mm-hmm. So the
1: important thing is is to make sure that you're getting the right advice and you're doing the right things, that you're on time, you're managing your obligations, if you're on the right side, you've got nothing to fear yeah. um, but it can, you know, without the right information, it can be easy to find yourselves slightly off course, maybe not doing things exactly the way that they should be and there's a lot, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff in our tax act, there's a lot of things that a small business has to comply with, mm-hmm. do I have GST, do I not have GST, what happens if I'm paying somebody, yeah. what happens if when I lodge my tax return? What what sort of structure am I supposed to be in to help make sure that I'm, you know, have got the right tax? There's a lot of things. And again, this is where you go to an expert. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not a, it's not a Wikipedia search. It's, it's somebody um, who can give you the right advice because you you don't want to be, you know, you just want to keep the tax office away from what you're doing. And the best way to do that is to get the right advice and do everything the way it should be done. And it's made a whole lot simpler when you're doing that with an experienced professional
0: amen to that Mm -hmm. amen because there's just so much information like you said and part of that is discerning what works for you and your situation um even the whole gst situation are you registered for gst do you need to and um i know i've spent so much time researching that stuff in the past and then now i have a lot more clarity about even what that means and and knowing what questions to ask people if i'm not sure and again yeah not not feeling afraid, so you feel free to create. Mm-hmm. You feel free to just, you know, um, get the information as you need it. Uh,
1: so, oh, and a hundred percent. How can you know? You think as a creative person, if you're if you're worried and stressed about finances and administration, then surely that that is counterintuitive for you to be as creative as you you know have the ability to be. So mm-hmm. it is something you really don't want to be worrying about. Um, you know, I. Everybody's got their thing. So, I personally find insurance to be really overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, understanding what I should be insured for and to what level I should be insured and how to make sure I'm covered. And so, I work with an insurance broker. And yes, it costs me a little bit extra, but that peace of mind I get to know that it's all taken care of and that that's one thing I don't have to worry about because it does, you know, I find that easily overwhelming. That peace of mind is great.
0: Exactly. And even... Um, when you think about it as well, people want to help you that is their business to also help Mm. you so Mm. I think I read something that you said about just the success of the people you're working with is also part of what accountants and bookkeepers want Um, and I think that that sort of um, encourages people to build that trust and and you know to trust that they're also going to do the right thing by you however we always hear the sordid stories of what happens out there in all sorts of industries are there any red flags that people should be aware of of if they approach a firm or an accountant or somebody and yeah they want their help but they're not too sure are there any red flags that stick out
1: no like I said I I, I think that it um, to me it's all about I'm a I'm a relational being I think it's all about relationships um, don't you know don't settle for a relationship with your accountant or your bookkeeper that isn't working for you I mean there's no uh, you know there's often there's this myth that's suggest that if I change accountants, maybe the tax officer will look at me. That's mm-hmm. not the case. Find the right person and there are amazing accountants and bookkeepers out there. Have a look at our advisor directory, get some referrals, ask them to, you know, just talk to you about what they've done with other um, clients, you know, really take it as an interview process to make sure that you're picking the right advisor. Um, and, you know, I think uh, creative people are often more intuitive than the most. You get a good <laughs> sense of the person that you're working with as to whether they are, in fact, the right fit and giving you the right guidance. Um, you know, that relationship, like you've experienced with your accountant, it should be one that's adding value to what you're doing. Yes. Um, and that'll come about by, you know, by having someone you feel you can trust and you can be honest with and you can you know show your vulnerabilities and your financial situation and that somebody who's then going to help you feel empowered to be able to grow
0: yeah, that's so true, and I I really like your energy and just how you are speaking about accountants and and just that whole world as well, just making it more inviting and and less scary to ask questions or go explore the website. And so, um, absolutely. And and I was talking to my partner about this, and I was saying, oh, you know, I hope the list. I, I need to let the listeners know that. I genuinely love this software and it's helping me. It's not because (laughs) Zero tapped me and went, Hey, can we come on your podcast or that that you're paying me? I actually really do value how it's helping me. So, Mm. um, and then being able to talk to someone like you means that then if people have questions, they can approach you or, um, you know, approach Zero or even start to think about ways of talking about their finances in absolutely. a way that isn't scary um, absolutely so yeah I'd really like to thank you for your time and just for, for sharing these little tidbits of wisdom uh, with the, with us today uh, where do we find you Amanda if you want to be followed
1: So for me personally, um, please uh, jump on my LinkedIn. So that's Amanda Newton on LinkedIn. I'm often sharing bits and pieces about uh, the industry on my LinkedIn page. Um, Certainly follow Zero on Facebook and Twitter. Um, I'm on Twitter as well. Uh, So that's great places for you to connect in. Um, My role here gives me the opportunity to really share a lot of information, both for small businesses and accountants, and uh, our bookkeepers and business advisors. So it's a great place to sort of, from a socials point of view, get some information, get some ideas about some things. And our zero blog on our website too has lots of um, topical information. We're incredibly generous and authentic with what we share so that we can help empower small businesses because when they're winning, we're winning and of course our accountants and bookkeepers are too. So that's what we're all aiming for.
0: That's so good. And in fact, I might add that the Instagram page that you guys have is also pretty good. Yes, I like, sure. I like seeing the, the faces of people. Everyone looks so happy. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want that's to right. see. That's, that's it.
1: That's what you want. Happy, you know, and, get, and, and just like your experience, yeah. You, know, you want people to really feel that, I mean, this is not just accounting software. This is a business platform, but it's one that makes it easy and accessible and actually empowering. And, I mean, that's, yeah. You know, who would have thought you'd be talking about that kind of thing a decade ago, but it really does transform the way people do business.
0: It honestly does. And I was actually going to go back and say, oh, by the way, we haven't actually said what zero is, but you've you've pretty much summed it up in that last sentence. Um, oh, it, it, a decade ago, I also had a small business doing different things and trying to do it through Excel. And <laughs> I, I mean... <laughs> I was I was saying to someone the other day I had a nightmare that I was stuck in an Excel spreadsheet once <laughs> and I could not get out of the cells and so that kind of shows you You're like prison cells right <laughs> oh, it, it was it was bad whereas now um, one other thing that I love about zero is the interface as well it's got the calming yep. blue it's very easy to yeah. to see things and move things around and yeah so I'm, I'm I'm happy with the service there, there you go fabulous really, it's always a delight to hear <laughs> alright well thank you so much for being on the podcast and we will definitely chat to you soon if we have more money questions or accounting questions in the future
1: always love to be available thank you very much
0: no worries thanks Amanda
1: you're listening to
0: Two Words with Taku if you like what you're hearing please rate review and recommend the show well, I hope you're feeling a lot more comfortable about talking about money and finances. And honestly, don't be afraid to ask for help. It can be quite daunting, but there are good people out there who can talk you through all the things. Like all of the things and I'm still learning about this money thing in terms of what I'm trying to do with my projects but um, yeah I have people that I can ask and so if you have questions about this episode or anything else you're hearing on the podcast I'm happy for you to email me I'm taku at taku.com.au I don't know everyone and I definitely don't know everything but I can definitely try and help and so yes we'll put all the links in the show notes and I hope you keep listening lots of of cool people coming on the show and lots more lessons to learn bye